Today, I'm going to talk to you about why it's so important for you to switch to an all-organic diet for you and your family, and not just why it's important for your long-term health, but also the wider implications of why it's important. So why you will be making the world a better place, believe it or not, by switching to an all-organic diet as soon as possible, as much as you can. My name is Christian Yordanov. I'm the author of the book Autism Wellbeing Plan, How to Get Your Child Healthy. I would ask you to please check the episode description for the link to, to to the Amazon link of the book. Please share this book with uh, a family that you know with an autistic child. I believe this is one of the best resources out there that can help parents truly help their children improve their health. Please check it out. If you know a family, uh, share it with them. And the other thing I just wanted to mention before we get on with the episode is I also offer, I also offer health consultations. I'm a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, among other things. And if you or a loved one has had a chronic health complaint for a while now and you've not been able to find any sort of resolution through traditional channels, please check out the link down below, uh, get in contact with me and let's discuss Let's discuss it. You know, there's, there's a lot that can be done. It's all about re-educating ourselves about how these complaints uh, manifest how they, they how they uh, come to be and what can be done to to address them. So if you or anyone you know needs help in this regard, please get in contact with me. There's more informa- There will be more information on the website. So that's all the housekeeping out of the way. So let's. I just want to start with. Let, let's just bri- briefly discuss the less sort of evident or obvious fact uh, that if you switch to an all organic diet why is that not just good for you and you know your health and your family's health but it's better for the the world let's say you you're actually truly helping the world in by switching to an all organic diet let, let let me just riff on this for a while you know i don't have uh, a ton of you know, resources prepared to get really in-depth in it. I've done plenty of research on it, but um, I'll, I'll just give you some high-level stuff and we'll get into the health side of things because I think a lot of people don't realize that they're literally eating poison by consuming most most foods nowadays. You are consuming pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides and other chemicals that are, some of them are literal poisons designed to literally kill living organisms, right? And then we'll also get into the other stuff that is in, you know, conventional food. But the the most important, I think the the most important points, a couple of points regarding the, the, the bigger scheme of things is if you switch to an all organic diet, if you support only producers, farmers, and manufacturers that invest their energy and resources into 
certified organic foods, right? Using the certified or, or the organic sort of methodologies, right? You are voting with your wallet. You are supporting the organizations, the companies and the farmers that are, you know, they are in many cases, you know, trying to do things the way they should be done, right? So uh, a simple example, if you if you buy conventional wheat products, bread, whatever, that most of those nowadays are manufactured using copious amounts of the herbicide glyphosate, as you may already know, and a ton of other stuff, right? A ton of other chemicals and crap, okay? So if you sub- if you vote <clears throat> that way with your wallet those manufacturers get or those producers get your cash they have more cash to buy more more glyphosate more gmo crops more chemicals fungicides herbicides in order to scale their production and what what is happening <clears throat> more people they will produce their costs may go down because of economies of scale. They will produce more. They, they can then undercut other producers. So their products with all the poisons and crap and chemicals in them and GMOs will be more accessible because they'll have more money for marketing. The The product may be cheaper and, you know, just very, very basic economics comes into play, right? On the other hand, if you support the smaller organic producers, you are now, in in this example, you were buying wheat that was grown without, first of all, GM, it being G, uh, genetic, genetically modified uh, to begin with, without herbicides like glyphosate, pestis, uh, you know, these chemical-based pesticides and all sorts of artificial fertilizers, some of which are really kind of, they really can contaminate the, 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 the water and the soil and they just like, so you, you're, you are supporting much more natural, much more friendly to the environment farming practices so that's a very very simple example right that you you would think you'd think it's crazy but you just imagine like let's say 150 percent of us switched to all organic and we only supported those like think about how much less of these toxic chemicals will be sprayed in the environment and you know when they get sprayed they don't just sit there like there's what is known as agricultural runoff. We have the uh, wind, water, just moving these chemicals around. You know, they like uh, a lot of the problem with a lot of artificial fertilizers is that they get stuck in the soil and then like a bunch of rain can cause runoff and it can contaminate rivers. It can cam- contaminate, uh, it can get into the sea. It can, you know, be harmful to sea life. There's just such a horrendous chain reaction right whereas a lot of organic farmers you know they recycle so they recycle a lot of the waste that you know uh horse poop cow poop all of the kind of trimmings and clippings of plants a lot of that stuff is just composted down and 
it's recycled uh, in a much closer to the way nature intended way, right? So there's so many there's so many implications. There's so many implications of for the environment for uh, just the fact that you know a lot of these um, chemicals glyphosate and I keep saying glyphosate because everybody knows it, but there's all these horrible horrible pesticides that some of them have been implicated in this like Alzheimer's autism ton of ton of conditions and issues and diseases and uh, you know what I mean so you the less money we put into those people's pockets those companies the better basically right it's truly the the last 50 to 70 years of this sort of population increase and the use of these uh, large scale agro agricultural practices that has allowed the the population explosion to occur literally that has made these companies like so rich and so powerful and that they're able to circumvent just all sorts of regulations and like uh bribe and lobby for their poisons to continue to to be allowed to be on the market even though there's evidence already that many of these things are poisonous right so there's so many implications by making such a simple little choice right well seemingly simple choice right so that's that's that sort of thing you know there's <clears throat> there's way deeper rabbit holes you can get into this research if you're interested there's if you look into like um regenerative regenerative agriculture polyface farms and joe salatin and what he talks about <clears throat> there's a lot of learning that you can do related to how this type of regenerative agriculture and uh and all, all, all the related practices how they can actually improve the world uh, you know for example using livestock and um you should never separate the, the the big the other big problem with conventional agriculture is there are these huge fields with a monocrop say corn or wheat or whatever which is extremely unnatural in nature it's all together and there's animals the cows and whatever <coughs> whatever other animals you know they're going around they're pooping the you know animals are dying decaying dead organic matter decays and becomes food for the the diverse microbial life and the diverse plant life so yeah what you have with these monocrops is uh you you know it causes the devastation to to habitats it causes uh you know once you stop farming the land it, you know you, you could potentially like have destroyed the soil you know there's just so many so many like negative things that you can like educate yourself on and why this is important why supporting these smaller scale more natural farm fa farming practice type businesses is the way to go you know if we want to really improve the state of the world so without turning into a massive rant I just want to go over the 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 base case of why organic foods is why especially 
listen, especially if you have any sort of health con condition or if, if your health is not optimal and you are not eating only organic food and like pristinely purified water, I'm telling you, like you, you really, really need to rethink what, what you're doing. You know, if you want to get better, of course, if you don't care that your health is, if you're fine with having low energy or, you know, whatever other chronic gut problems or whatever else you have, if you're okay with that and you don't want to do anything about it, it doesn't matter then. But if you want, this is why this sort of segment on my podcast is about solutions, right? If you want some type of solution, this is the way to go. And let, let me, first of all, let, let me just list off some of the things that you will be avoiding by switching to organic food. So we, we've already mentioned, sorry, I just need to get my notes here in order a little bit. Okay, so we already talked about herbicides and pesticides. So now, organic agriculture still uses some types they, they still spray they still use some type of pesticides but you, these are usually plant derived right for the most part so they, they still use uh fertilizer there's they, there there are potential issues with organic uh the the sources of organic inputs right because there's a there's a concept that to be certified organic is one thing but the fertilizers and, and inputs that are approved for organic production, they can come from non-organic sources. So it, it's not as simple as just look for the certified organic or USDA organic labels and you're good to go. You still have to like, ideally, as you get better at, at this, seek out manufacturers because you can still get crappy organic food you know what i mean this with too much sugar or sunflower oil it might be might be organic sources of it but you know crap food is crap food you know junk food is still junk food even though it's organic though better than the traditional or, or conventional stuff so you by switching to organic you greatly reduce exposure to glyphosate various uh uh organophosphate organochlorine type pesticides fungicides of various kinds a lot of to to be approved for uh, the uh, uh, certified organic sort of certification <laughs> a lot of additives are not allowed right so food f artificial food coloring so in organic foods they use like for example for like yellowy color they might use turmeric or beet for red-ish colors, you know, they, you won't get any MSG, mon monosodium glutamate. You won't get high, fruct high fructose corn syrup. You, you won't get many nasty emulsifiers, right? These um, a lot of these emulsifiers, just to give you some some frequently used ones, uh, would be things like uh, mono and diglycerides, sodium, aluminum phosphates. Uh, steer oil, lact lactylates, polyglycerol, esters, polyglycerol, poly, 
ricinoleate, sorbitan ester, sucrose esters, polysorbate. Right? So these are not approved for um, emulsifiers for organic, certified organic foods. You may, the, the, I'm pretty sure one of the few that can be used is like lecithin, like sunflower lecithin, you know, but it's, it still has to be from organic sources. And, you know, I, I actually take lecithin as a supplement. So it's, it's actually got benefits as opposed to all these other emulsifiers, which they actually cause intestinal permeability. Now, my previous epi uh, episode on the podcast from like a three or four days ago, uh, I talk about how autoimmunity develops and intestinal permeability or leaky gut is one of the sort of things that can create ripe conditions for that to occur. So these emulsifiers, they actually contribute to uh, intestinal permeability, aka leaky gut. So you'll be avoiding this garbage, right? You will be avoiding it, you know. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm really, I really should get to the the point. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, uh, organic, organic, organically grown food, pastured meats, and stuff like that. They, they also, in the case of animal foods they also don't use hormones and antibiotics and just like all sorts of other chemicals to keep those animals healthy the, the animals are much much healthier right so they eat foods that are much closer to their regular diet for example chickens will be truly free range you know it won't be like in factory confined operations so they will be healthier so the healthier meat is healthier for you. That's why a lot of there's been a lot of like BS going around that meat is bad for you. It's actually not not meat that's bad for you, right? Meat from sick animals is bad for you. So in a, in the states especially with all these just the the practices there, as you're probably aware, you know, c confined factory like or or these cows that are just had a lot eating GMO grain. That's already been sprayed with, you know, uh, glyphosate to begin with. But eating grains just to produce milk and just eating these unnatural GMO grains that are unnatural to their diet, this causes so many things. So, so the animal is sicker. The nutrient profile changes. The uh, so there's in the milk and the meat and everything else. Th there will be more inflammatory compounds, right? For example, pasture-raised beef have a much higher omega-3 fatty acid profile, whereas if the animals eat a lot of grains like soy, which is very high in omega-6 fatty acids, then the meat will have more omega-6 fatty acids, right? And omega-6 fatty acids are way too common in, in most people's regular diets. So we, we have a a much higher ratio of uh, omega-6 to omega-3s in our diets nowadays, right? Which is very inflammatory. And a lot of inflammation, chronic low-grade inflammation, hard to notice, but it does you damage. And over m uh, months, years, decades, it causes, it contributes to a lot of horrendous uh, 
health problems, right? <sighs> okay. So here, this is from my book, Autism Wellbeing Plan. I just make a little three-point case for an all-organic diet. Here's three simple points. If you grasp them, if you fully intellectually understand them, right, it should be all you need to decide to to make the, the full switch to all organic food for your you and your family. So point number one, herbicides and pesticides are harmful to humans. There are links with autism, neurodevelopmental problems, cancer, and other disorders. Number two, conventionally produced industrial food is heavily sprayed with herbicides and pesticides. Heavily sprayed. Okay. And number three, therefore, organic food is the only safe choice given the evidence we've presented. So there's not enough research has been done on the herbicides and pesticides, right? Because obviously a lot of the research out there getting done is sponsored by big pharma and companies that have a lot of resources, but also products that are less than savory, let's say. So they're going to skew the research and publish research that supports their stuff so they get their their bottom line is harmed but if we do simple logical sort of uh deduction or uh, uh pro- a, a process of logic let's say I'm not really good at this philosophy stuff <laughs> you have herbicides and pesticides we have enough research i should so i should should have said as well we have enough research that to show that herbicides and pesticides are harmful to humans i mean they're they're harmful to bacteria insects other plants bugs <laughs> you know pesticides some pesticides are like for rats and mice you know they they kill they kill creatures great and small and microscopic, small and small and microscopic. Let's say not great and small, from let's say the size of a rat to the size of a bacteria. So, what? How? How is it not that people are like, wait, this poisons other organisms? How are people not getting it that it's poisoning me? You know what I mean? Like, I know, I know. You have to like be presented with I. I I have to say, I only understood this stuff, you know, several years ago. Before that, I was completely unaware. And I, here, this is why I'm doing this. And I hope that you can share this. And as you learn, you share with other people. So don't just keep the information to yourself. I think that's a that's a waste. That's a shame to not help other people. Because uh, it's okay if you're ignorant of something and, you know, you you keep doing it because you're unaware that it's harming you and and the environment but once you know once you know you know at that point there's no excuse right so i'm not judging anyone that that continues to eat you know this food and buy it but once you have been educated you know there at this point there is no excuse 
and honestly, we can talk about the financial aspect later. But even even if it's the if the financial thing is stopping a person from doing it, you know, like so. What what what's 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 more important, you know, a few extra bucks saved, or like not not eating and drinking poison on a daily basis three times a day. You know what I mean? It, it's like, it almost, it, it's kind of unfortunate that we have to pay extra money to not be poisoned in this world that we live in. But, uh, you know, that's, I, I'm, I can only present you with a solution here. The, the rest is like, it's, it's, it's just the way things are right now. And the solution, again, is you stop eating the poison and you support companies and organizations and producers and farmers that are making quality food that isn't poisoned. So it's a, it's a double-pronged solution. So you're helping yourself, you're helping, you're helping improve the food industry and you're, you know, so you're supporting the right people in it. And uh, you, you're you're supporting regenerate more regenerative practices and less less of these sort of dev uh, environment environmentally devastating farming practices. So this is it, you know. Like like I say in my book uh, on autism, like once you know, you can't unknow this. And look, it it might not convince you because you haven't read all the stuff I've read, but it should at least, if you if you don't, and you shouldn't trust me only, get some books on the topic, read some articles, watch some videos, you know, read some research papers. Uh, there's plenty I cite in my book. You know, ed- educate yourself and convince yourself the, uh, of, of the veracity of, of these statements, right? So, but yeah, once you know, you can't unknow it, you know. So at this point, like for me, it's I, it's very, very difficult, like to to buy non-organic food, you know. Like, yes, we go to restaurants once in a while, and you just have to make better choices when you're at the restaurant and stuff like that, you know. Like you can go for if they have Irish beef or if they have wild caught fish, sardines. There's always gonna be something that is less sort of less bad than like just buying like the cheapest chicken that they could get let's say in a restaurant that is lived in god awful conditions all its life and you know it's probably sick all its life and propped up by drugs and antibiotics and stuff you know so so that that's really it herbicides and pesticides are harmful to humans there's links to autism neurodevelopmental problems cancer and other disorders Alzheimer's as well. Conventionally produced industrial food is heavily sprayed with herbicides and pesticides. Heavily, heavily, heavily. Like heavily. Like a lot of... So wheat is... When they chop down the wheat or whatever, they spray it down with glyphosate and and um, that desiccates it so it doesn't sprout and and uh it doesn't spoil while it's still drying out there in the field so it's not just you know what i mean like 
it's not just sprayed wild. There's so like there's so many chemicals used along the way, and a lot of these grains and stuff they get moldy. You know, there's lots of molds that can attack them while they're in the fields. So they use a lot of these very nasty fungicides, which you know it's bad enough to have mold that's toxic enough, uh, as I'm sure many of you listening will know. But then to stick these toxic substances and you don't you again you have no idea like you might be super lucky and like the foods you buy or the the produce you buy and the animals that you know the, the animal products that you eat they might be from like uh you, you know someone that maybe they can, just can't plain can't afford these extra chemicals and stuff so they have to be a bit more natural in their practices but if it's like from a big chain or so, some other mass mass produced stuff you know these companies have extremely sort of they're they're very corporate and they're, they're very methodical in their bottom line so uh, you know they have a every acre they they have a certain yield they have to get every season, so they're very specific. You have to spray this much artificial fertilizer, this much per you know per acre in glyphosate in order to get X Y Z yield. So if they if they have to apply all these nasty things because they have to protect the the crop because that's the revenue. You know they're not just going to invest all of this and not use it. You know. They need they need to make ensure that the bottom that that the the crop will come to fruition so it can be sold so the they can make back the money and then some profit on top so they you know it's it's like R- Russian roulette but uh, five out of six chambers have bullets instead of one of, out of six when you when you buy non organic conventional yeah so. You know what I mean? Like, okay, here. So that's so. Just to summarize, you reduce herbicides and pesticides. You avoid genetically modified foods uh, such as soy, corn, canola, sugar beets, and others. You avoid hormones, antibiotics, better nutrient profiles in the animals. Uh, I, I was actually listening to Joe Salatin. The farmer guy I was talking about, the polyface farm guy, he was talking about they tested their eggs from his farm in the US and the folate number was like a hundred times or, or whatever. It was some crazy number higher than the folate of like conventionally, you know, produced eggs, right? Uh, another important reason to get off of conventional agriculture is you're you're actually going to reduce your exposure to heavy metals not just so not just chemicals but also toxic heavy metals because for example mercury and arsenic are very effective antimicrobial and antifungal agents so they're often added to products used in conventional agriculture to slow down the growth of fungi and bacteria. Uh, For example, mercury is added to the feed used in fish farming and sometimes is added to seeds to preserve them. It It can be used in fungicides and stuff like that, right? But so you're reducing toxic exposure in 
a multitude of ways. But here's one more. So here's one more thing I'll add. Just check how long I've been talking. God, I, I always say this will be like a twenty-minute episode, and then I find myself blabbering on. I hope. I hope you're. I hope you're getting value out of this. I, I sincerely do because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of education that must happen for positive changes to happen in the world. We cannot. You cannot summarize everything in in like a TikTok video nowadays. This is what really, like people, are getting away from, and we have to push back and continue this kind of longer form content and continue educating folks. And I hope over time my explanation and presentation style gets better, so there's less less sort of uh, it's more really to the point, valuable discussion as opposed to rambling on like i'm rambling on right now talking about how i'm rambling on sorry all right so here's let, let me give you a quote from a hold on a second for okay this is again from in my in my book uh on autism so this is a quote that is coming from an extensive meta-analysis paper so it's a paper that I'm quoting, a research paper. So this was an extensive meta-analysis based on 343 peer-reviewed publications that showed meaningful differences in the composition of organic and non-organic foods. Uh, so that's 343 peer-reviewed reviewed publications that this meta-analysis meta uh, examined. <clears throat> And here's here's a couple of quotes that I cite from the the paper in my book. So, in conclusion, organic crops on average have higher concentrations of antioxidants, lower concentrations of cadmium, and a lower incidence of pesticide residues than the non-organic comparators across regions and production seasons. So, okay. Cadmium being a toxic heavy metal, and we, yeah, we we already discussed that, and the lower incident incidence of pesticide residues. We also discussed that, but having higher concentration of antioxidants is actually interesting. Here's another quote from the the same paper. <clears throat> Based on the differences reported, results indicate that a switch from conventional to organic crop consumption would result in a 20 to 40 and for some compounds more than 60% increase in crop-based antioxidant-slash-polyphenolic intake levels without a simultaneous increase in energy, which would be in line with the dietary recommendations. So basically you're getting 20 to 40 or up to 60% more antioxidants from the food. and you know, antioxidants is a broad term, but um, it's 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 just to simply simply kind of talk about it. It's basically when you a lot of these antioxidants, they're they're protective compounds that the plants express to protect themselves from bugs, the sun, you know. Uh, Paris, pests, stuff like that. 
So if you apply pesticides to protect the plant, it doesn't feel the need to create these compounds, right? And I'm not saying necessarily that, you you know, antioxidants are the end-all, be-all that you must have. Like the more antioxidants you have, the better. But uh, having antioxidants in your diet, there has been plenty of benefits shown, right? And uh, th- th- what they basically do is they, they kind of, they, they, they're somewhat toxic to, to us, to the body, the antioxidants. So what they cause through this, what is known as hormesis, which is uh, basically a stress that it's like, it doesn't, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. So it's like a stress on the body where it upregulates our own endogenous antioxidant production and, and defense mechanisms. So they, they can s- stimulate uh, the production of in, uh, internal antioxidants like glutathione, for example. So having more antioxidants and nutrients, obviously in the food is a good thing, right? So that's another little thing I just wanted to, to mention there. Now, 37 minutes in, uh, I'm going to just for another five to seven, eight minutes, I'm just going to briefly talk to you a little bit about some strategies when transitioning to an organic, if you're not already on an organic diet or you haven't begun the process and you can't just do it all of a sudden, most people just can't or won't. Here are some strategies, right? I just discussed some of them. So if you eat eggs, just make that switch as one of the first things. Uh, get organic pastured eggs. You're just really going to up up the the nutritional quality of your food right there. <clears throat> uh, one thing I'd say is never buy organic salmon, right? Never buy any farmed fish, even if it's organic. Switch to wild-caught fish, like small fish, ideally. You know, uh, canned or fresh sardines, uh, things like that, mackerel. If you're looking for kind of cheaper products to start with, uh, organically raised ground beef is, is usually cheaper. Chicken parts like necks, liver, hearts, chicken wings. These are usually cheaper. Chicken pieces. They're usually cheaper than chicken breasts, things, things like that. So chicken wings, thighs. Uh, that's a good kind of uh, start. Also, uh, so like very often I see in like bigger stores here that sell organic meat that people don't buy it as much here in Portugal. So it approaches the sell by date and they have to, you know, reduce the price. So very often you just see like three or four discounted and just grab them, stick them in the freezer and use them as you need them, you know. So when it comes to the plant foods aspect, so there's a, a website called ewg.org, the Environmental Working Group. So and every year they publish a list of, one is called, they, there are two lists. One is called the Clean 15 and one is called the Dirty Dozen. So basically, if you go into your search engine, hopefully not Google, DuckDuckGo, not not sure that's a pre-search, let's say, you go into pre-search, and you pre-search for uh, EWG's Dirty Dozen, 
and EWG's Clean 15. And in fact, let me do that right now. EWG Clean 15. Okay, so the Clean 15 for 2022. And here we go. EWG Dirty Dozen. Okay. 2022. Maybe they haven't published them for this year. All right. So the Dirty Dozen, as the name suggests, is the the ones that are the most sprayed. These are the nasty ones that you want to stay away from as much as possible. These are the ones that you want to start buying organic immediately, ideally immediately. If you can't find them organic, I would skip them until you find some other solution. Let me list off the dirty dozen for you here. Number one, strawberries. Number two, spinach. Three, kale, collard, and mustard greens. Number four, nectarines. Five, apples. Six, grapes. Seven, bell and hot peppers. Shit. Eight, cherries. Nine, peaches. Ten, pears. 11 celery and 12 tomatoes. Okay. And here's a note. A small amount of sweet corn, papaya, and summer squash sold in the U.S. is produced from genetically modified seeds. Buy, ge buy organic varieties of these crops if you want to avoid genetically modified produce. All right. So what did you do? You, do you notice something? Do, do you notice something crazy? Is that... Some of the most common foods, some of our favorite foods are the most sprayed with pesticides. Uh, so look at the fruits. Strawberries, nectarines, apples, grapes, cherries, peaches, pears, and tomatoes, which is technically a fruit. Right? Well, bell, bell and hot pepper is technically a fruit. Uh, so... That's it. You know what I mean? Like uh, apples. Who doesn't eat apples? You know, grapes, peaches. Stay away from these. Seriously. Like, trust me. Like, it's it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I know it's it's probably painful to realize. For me, it was painful to realize. But um, that's that's what you're dealing with. Get this list, please, and memorize it. Memorize the foods that you eat on it. And only buy them organic. Now, the clean 15, basically these are the, the ones that are not so bad in terms of pesticide spraying, right? So avocados, sweet corn, pineapple, onions, papaya, sweet peas, asparagus, honeydew melon, Kiwi, cabbage, mushrooms, cantaloupe, melon, mangoes, watermelon, sweet potatoes. All right. So where are we at? Wait, I didn't see potatoes on both lists. That's like a staple here. Yeah, so potatoes is, it used to be on one of one of the earlier lists. Yeah, it used to, uh, for my book. I have the, the foods from 2019. Potatoes was on the dirty dozen list. So, interesting. So, so let, let me just, because I have a visual here of the actual vegetables and fruits. 
if you look at the the pictures uh, of the the dirty dozen you, you see like strawberry spinach so these are like leaves or thin skinned like grapes nectarines strawberries they're thin skinned like tomatoes kind of fruits you know cherries they're thin skin so very easy for insects to get through and munch so you have to spray the shit out of them to you know prevent uh these organisms from or these uh pests from wanting to eat them whereas if you look at the clean 15 you're talking onions thick protective sort of uh outer layer sweet corn as well pineapple peas sweet peas they're like in a pod you know uh papaya thick again avocado is quite thick of a skin honeydew melon kiwi uh, you know uh, got the hairs on it it's pretty nasty cantaloupe cabbage i'm not sh- not sure why but whatever mangoes quite thick skin watermelon thick skin and sweet potatoes you know they're a root crop so they're so you can kind of you know understand where they're going for what they're going for uh in terms of spraying and which crops are more resistant to to pests by virtue of having more protection right so interesting to think about that that is it i believe for today i hope that this has at least convinced some of you listening i hope others that are not convinced will do more research and please share share this with someone you know if you're already on the organic food buzz by the way just just to add the in terms of costs like i i I look at non-organic produce prices just out of curiosity and I noticed for example a week or two ago I noticed potatoes uh, non-organic were a euro 50 here where I live and they're like 2 euro 20 organic so the difference is yeah okay you know it's in terms of percentages it's not minuscule but you know it's not like double the price you know very often i've seen this it's like a 25 30% price uh sort of difference now with with um even like with berries you know sometimes you know it, it just depends of course on availability and season that's the other thing eating organic food somewhat forces you to eat more seasonally which is actually more natural so you close living closer to, to nature so it sucks honestly we haven't had um berries ras- raspberries and um blueberries since the summer or kind of late summer which kind of sucks you can still find a lot of these things in in the store strawberries and stuff but like what was number one on the list strawberries like jesus christ you know it's just i i would rather sacrifice eating berries for a few a few more months until the the season starts than knowingly poison myself and my wife and my child seriously this is literal like there's literal poison on them in order for them to look that good 
there is literal poison, literal, to prevent pests, bugs, and whatnot, to and funguses and whatever, to not devour and enjoy those delicious fruits. That's the bottom line, and it is not. It's not fun to find out. It's not easy, but again, we have to do what's right, not not what's necessarily what's comfortable, what's easy, or what's cheap. You know, because like again, if we if you're talking about saving thirty percent on food or whatever, at what cost? At what cost? At neurodegenerative disease when you're sixty. Or, you know, like what? 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 What is this? It's like a false economy. You know, if if you're de- de- depleting your in, uh, endogenous and antioxidants on a daily basis because of all these extra poisons you're taking in, toxic substances, your body's using up all of your reserves to just to kind of uh, neutralize those. So yeah, you will age faster. You 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 have cognitive decline faster. Every single process in your body will, over time, diminish in efficiency and effectiveness. Like it's because you're taking in poison. You know what I mean? It's like when you grasp this, and I know it's you have to like do a bit of research. You have to really educate yourself a little bit more to fully understand it. But once you grasp it, once that that kind of it clicks, you're like flipping hell. I'd rather not buy myself a pair of jeans this week uh, this week and eat some good chicken than you know look good for my instagram photo or whatever or a new cap or god knows what you know what i mean that's that's literally how i think and i've had when i was broken i've had uh, financial periods of financial difficulty we continued eating organic food and even taking s- some supplements, quality supplements, and you know, like the, the, those are those are baseline things. And a lot of other, there's a lot of other sacrifices I I would make before I, you know, food food is literally has to be the last thing. Your food and your water that's your that's your bedrock. You know, and a lot of people that are taking, I know folks that are taking these expensive supplements like maybe like a six month supply would be like 200 bucks or, you know, like a month, a bottle with like 60 bucks, you know, and you're taking this supplement and they're not even taking like a basic B vitamin or they're not, they're eating, uh, you know, this pesticide glyphosate laden garbage every day, you know, conventionally produced poison. And you're taking like a 60 euro supplement. You're putting, the the cart way 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 ahead of the horse there it's the food and the water that you got to start with okay christian yordanov signing off thanks for tuning in hope you found it useful please share please check out my book on autism and share if you can spread the word uh this is important that we share this information with other families thanks again for tuning in and i'll see you on the next episode